let's talk about it. Let's celebrate. Let's honor. But then, you know, it's like every day. This is our every day. It's kind of like more on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Stationed with Stories. That's it. All right. You are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get started, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all, now that we have that out of the way, hi, peeps. Really excited to be with you all again. Hey, to all those who have been with me for a while, you are a faithful listener. I am so thankful for you. And if this is your first time, Mm-hmm. Listening to the podcast, I welcome you. You are in the right place, okay? And um, let's just move right on into what we do here at Station with Stories, which is some of these stories. Mm-hmm. And the book that I finished, y'all, this past week. Now, for those who have been with me, you know this is going to be a shocker. I picked up a physical book. Yes, <laughs> I did. I was, you know... I think it was maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was looking through one of the periodicals from the library and it said that this book was coming out soon. And so I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Let me go ahead and make sure I can get a copy of this book. And the copy, because y'all know I listen to audiobooks a lot. And then I also do the digital copies that I borrow from the library. So I was thinking, okay, what can I get quickest? Well, obviously, you know, some of the audiobooks, if I were to use my subscription, I could have gotten it quicker, right, instantaneously. But I thought, let's let's hold on off of that right quick to see if I can get it from the library. And I could, y'all. The library had this book ready to go. And the book is called One Blood by Deneen Milner. Came out this year, guys. It came out... I mean, I believe it was the end of September, August, September, I want to say this book came out. And my words for this book, cruel, spiritualism, embattled. Now, my first word, cruel. This book is a is a novel. So let me start there. It is a novel and it is about three women primarily and it happens over the course of many decades, their lives as they unfold and they have this connection. Okay, I'll say it like that. And you get the story of how these women's lives come together, but they 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 really stretch across different times and different places and the first snapshot you get of Grace's life, that's the first character's life that you get a look into. It is really, oh man, it starts with some very hard images. And I'll say that this book is not for the faint of heart and it's called One Blood, okay? So, and blood meaning bloodline, blood also meaning like the life-giving blood, Blood meaning connection to kinfolk. And this is the story of these three women whose lives 
have been dealt cruel blows in many different ways. And you see that from the very beginning. And it is definitely a book full of strong language and strong images. And they can be very cruel and upsetting, honestly. But a portrayal of these women's lives and the things that happened to them and the power that they had over themselves or tried to exact over themselves as they dealt with a cruel world. As they dealt with a cruel world. Now, my next word, spiritualism. Because that's a big part. And you see that in the first snapshot, the first life that you get to delve into is this connection to spiritualism. And throughout the book, really, there's this question of faith. And it's never really framed as just a question of religion, but a question like, what do you believe? And so there's a a strong tie to spiritualism, a strong tie to roots work and ancestors and honoring more traditionalists, more African uh, in origin beliefs, a system of beliefs by the matriarch that you meet in the beginning and how that trickles down through the generations and in different ways and, and kind of like the country ways they would, they would consider it, the backwards ways. And it was always kind of jetted against Christianity. And right, you get a chance to see how that spiritualism impacted the main characters' lives, especially towards the beginning. And later you, you meet the last character, the last main character, and how she kind of inherits a little bit of that, even though she doesn't really know the root of some of these things that she's experiencing, particularly visions that she's experiencing in her life and where they came from. But it's all part of that one blood, that concept of one blood. Uh, So there's that. And it's a very big part of the book. And then the third piece, Embattled. And in These women's lives, they all are embattled by different societal pressures and gender roles and roles within their communities that really trap them in ways and limit them in many ways and and actually is a battle against their their livelihoods, their bodies, their selfhood. And it is quite visceral some of the reactions I had reading their experiences. And like I said, I use the word cruel because a lot of their experiences really were cruel and they really were dealing, fighting for their lives in many, in many cases in in their histories and are embattled with a lot of societal forces and ideologies that work against them. And, and at the same time, I would say, especially when you get towards the end of the book. And it was interesting in terms of how the book was laid out. I thought it was, it was interesting. You know, I was most captivated by the last characters or really it was a middle character, Lolo Dolores is the book of Dolores, the second part of the book. I was most captivated by her story and, and really the pre-story, the story before her, of grace that story almost feels divorced from the very last story which is Ray's story so in in ways 
it it feels like at the very end I understood how the book came together, but in other ways I was like, wow, these felt like very different tellings, different stories, and and compelled me in different ways. And I, I was much more pulled to one particular character's story. And so it in ways I felt I struggled with how it all came together smoothly, but um at the same time, you know, we're talking about the connectivity between these women via the bloodline. So anyway, once again, the book is One Blood by Deneen Milner. My words were cruel, spiritualism, embattled, and check it out if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving forward, let's jump into the topic of the day, y'all. Y'all go to these Veterans Day programs? Just curious. It is obviously, if you're listening to this on the day it came out or, you know, this particular week, this is Veterans Day week, quote unquote, okay? So Veterans Day is happening at the very end of this week uh, on Saturday. And so a lot of the programming will happen on the day, right, that you see happening. So for example, the parades going on and all that usually happens on Veterans Day, but there have been some events, y'all, that I've been paying attention to this year that are happening and have already started to happen. So, for example, I was at church this past Sunday, and I listened to the pastor talk about going to a Veterans Day service. Now, he's a veteran, and this was, I guess, a an, an event that I didn't know anything about, but it was for people who are within this church community and and basically group of churches to come and be celebrated. And I think they had a brunch and it was really nice. It sounded like, and I'm like, mm-hmm, yes, that sounds lovely, especially when you add food into the mix. I'm about that. But then also I have gone to events. For example, my alma mater, my high school has a program and dinner. So the, obviously the dinner is on site. Now I am not going to be in attendance for that, but I did register to be part of the online experience. And so I guess after they eat or before they eat, we get a chance to be part of the program, even for those coming in, you know, virtually. And so, and I've done that in person at my alma mater as well. And so that's just a program that they do annually. And y'all, I was this past weekend talking to a group of high schoolers in my community. I volunteer at this particular organization for girls. And one of the high schoolers was telling me that she is part of the leadership program that is putting on their Veterans Day program at their high school. And I was like, that's lovely. And I don't remember precisely kids putting on Veterans Day programs when I was in high school. Maybe it happened but I thought that was fantastic that they had organized this program and were bringing people in from the community who were veterans and the kids were saying things and giving tribute. So I'm like, that's lovely. And um, I mean, on top of that, in my community, just in the state and around the area, there are parades, as I mentioned before, there are concerts going on. There's even a hike not too far from where I am that they're doing a hike for Veterans Day. I'm like, oh, I love it. You know, keep the veterans nice and healthy. Keep them moving. Keep them active. I love it. And then, you know, runs, that kind of thing. And I even saw, I even saw that they are doing a foraging event. 
Yes. Foraging, like foraging for mushrooms type event. And I'm like, y'all, I might, I might have to get over there. I looked at the, I mean, y'all, when I said I clicked on that event and they're doing coffee and donuts and they're doing an accessible hike. So that's fantastic, right? So those who have accessibility needs and, and need that to be, you know, a hike that is accessible, it's going to be accessible and they're going to be able to, it looks like forage for mushrooms. The mushrooms are on the flyer, y'all. So there's some really interesting things happening in the community. And, you know, it got me to thinking, y'all, are y'all, are y'all doing these programs? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious because I feel like sometimes when you're in particular communities, you kind of become tone deaf to some of the things that are happening. You know, so what I mean is, you know, if there is something happening for veterans on Veterans Day and you are in the veteran community, you're, you know, a spouse of a veteran, spouse of someone who is in the military and things happen all the time and you always have things going on for the community. When there is a specific day that the rest of the world takes notice, it's not always the day that we're like, Oh yeah, let's talk about it because this is our lives. This is our everyday. And so this is this is another day that yes, let's talk about it, let's celebrate, let's honor. But then, you know, it's like every day. This is our everyday. It's kind of like, you know, when people and I've been in conversations about things like Black History Month and it's like, okay, right now, you know, is January 20th and we have to get ready to do all these things for Black History Month. We're going to learn about Rosa Parks and we're going to learn about Frederick Douglass and we're going to have an assembly. And you know, people will tell you, listen, this should be every day. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, we're not paying attention. We're not going to just look at right these figures in this one particular month because everybody's like, oh, right now we have to pay attention to it. Okay, so same idea, right? Same concept. This is, you know, if you want to talk about issues that matter to people, we should be talking about those issues all of the time. And so, yeah, I was just curious. You know, there's so many different things happening. And I, for one, am one of those people who enjoys having a little special attention. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy having that special attention, but I have to be honest with you all, this particular year, I do have a lot going on this this week. And even on Veterans Day, y'all, I am I am deep into getting a Christmas program in motion for my church community. So I have to we have we have rehearsals on Saturdays and y'all could not get them to get it off of Saturdays. They were like, we we really can't do week weekdays. They were really, they were like, yes, it has to be on Saturdays. And so just for the interest of time, and I know we could have taken it off on this particular Saturday, but I have that going on and it feels like I have other things happening this week. And I'm like, will I give Veterans Day the time that I have given it in the last year or two, right? And um, are y'all doing the same thing? Are y'all giving it some time? Are y'all doing all the special things? Are you going to the parades with your kids and all that? Or are you just saying, hey, listen, this is my everyday life. And this particular day 
is great, but also I have other things going on. I'm just curious, y'all. What I do know in my household is that we do love the free meals. So, you know, if you represent any establishment that provides free meals on Veterans Day for veterans, keep that up. Mm -hmm. Keep up the good work because we love it. We love to be able to go and get those meals from where wherever, right? <laughs> There's so many places that give free full meals to veterans, like Chili's. I want to say Chili's does it. And I want to say there are, you know, Texas, I think it's Longhorn Row House. I don't know. I'm about to mess all the places up now, y'all. But anyway, you get the point. There are so many different places and, you know, we kind of go crazy on that day. So my husband is looking forward to it. However, right? Are y'all doing the same thing? Are y'all looking forward to it? It is obviously important for us to continue to recognize our veterans. So for those of you all who are veterans and obviously to the families, we pay homage and we definitely honor you all on this particular day, all week, and y'all every single day, 365, 366 of the leap year. All right, y'all, moving on to the last portion of the podcast I have for you another flash fiction piece, and it is called Prepared for Battle. A twinkling silver halo of stars covered her body. Monet lifted her head higher, feeling a surge of energy that swept her mind from the day's troubles. She waved her hands in front of her face marveling at how her walnut-colored skin shone metallic halfway between bronze and gold. A sickly green beam of light just barely missed her face, pummeling into the rocky ground to her left. The seismic quake sent her somersaulting to the left. The star halo hovering above her skin buzzed like honeybees in a lavender field. Monet recovered from the fall, hopping onto her espandrilles clad feet. She was powerful. She was a goddess. No one could stop her. Not even this woman across the barren valley, wielding a charcoal-colored sword-like weapon menacingly in her direction. Monet smacked her hands together, and the energy surged between her palms ignited. Here, in this world, she wasn't afraid. Senses sharpened, always on high alert. Jumpy, maybe, but fearless. The way she wanted to remain forever. The woman across the valley charged towards Monet fast, eyes a whirlpool of green light ready to release into the air directed at Monet's chest. Monet stepped into a praying mantis pose, unleashing the fireball now formed between her palms. You're lame, you know, said a voice behind her ear. Shut up, Dion, Monet cried, spreading her hands wide and releasing the fireball into her opponent's chest. Just then, the VR set slid up over her face, leaving her exposed in her family's living room in front of the gaming system. Monet's older sister stood in front of her, hand on her hips, lips twisted in a look 
conveying disapproval. At some point, you're going to actually have to deal with your bully. You know that, right? I'm just playing a game, Monet began. A losing game, Dion said pointedly, VR headset still dangling from her hands. If you want to learn how to fight that girl, Monica, in real life, I can teach you how to handle her. Monet hung her head low, embarrassed. I'm, I, I just want to play my game. Dion thrusted the headset into Monet's chest, leaving the room unceremoniously. Monet sighed deeply. She was being bullied in school. She'd been bullied by her classmate Monica for months now. And somehow Monet's much older, much cooler sister had come out of her high school bubble of stay away from me, you dork, to bear witness to her humiliation. But Monet wasn't confident in razor-tongued and tough like her older sister Dion. She was sensitive, a quiet girl, easy target. Monet allowed herself the fantasy of standing up to Monica, but slipped on the headset instead. She wasn't a fighter in any other world but this one. Monet re-entered the game, waving her hands in the air to harness the fireball energy between her palms once more as her attacker zeroed in on her. All of a sudden, Monet felt a tingle in her nose, and she sniffled pulling the headset back over her face as the tears began to fall. She turned around. You ready to be brave for real? Dion asked, a smirk on her face, clearly anticipating her little sister's change of heart. Yeah, Monet said, wiping her tears. I think I am. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. You know where to find me, okay? Stationedwithstories.com is where you can find me. That is the website. And y'all, wherever you are listening, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify or Audible or wherever, y'all, leave all the stars, leave a review. Definitely stationed underscore story. That is where you can find me on X and IG and Y'all, next week I will be back with another episode. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse, and this is Station with Stories. Looking forward to next week. Bye, peeps. Station with Stories. That's it.